gentlemen, kings and queens, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. It's morning for me here. I'm sipping my coffee, just pet my cats, sitting down at the studio, and it's just, it's a good time. It's a vibe in here. But my name is Cryptic. You also may know me as Tyree, but we are back at it again with another episode of The Dashboard. And today, I had a topic that I wanted to speak on because I was just recently watching a conference from Think Media. And Think Media, if you guys don't know about it, it's run by Sean Cannell. They are an excellent, excellent source of just information when it comes to becoming a YouTuber and the things that you can do and um, how you can kind of help follow the proper strategies to getting your channel to grow to where you need it to be. And I'll probably link that in the description below in the uh, show notes. But Think Media, they were doing a their annual large conference where they bring in a bunch of creators and they bring in a bunch of their staff and they go over a bunch of strategies. And the thing that they had mentioned was fear of the gear. And I love that term. I absolutely, absolutely love that term was fear of the gear. And that applies to all of us. You get into this type of work and you sit there and think, oh, I don't have the right microphone to do this kind of stuff. I don't have a good setup that I can sit down and just do this at easily. And I don't have, you know, a good camera that and my camera quality is going to look bad. And I just wanted to discuss a couple of things that I experienced with going along with that and trying to figure out where I stood when it came to making my content and how I wanted to optimize my things later on through life. And first things first. You do not have to have the absolute highest top tier equipment to start making content. And I took a while for me for uh, me to realize that I did start gathering some equipment, but I didn't get everything. Obviously, I didn't get my PC that helped me optimize my editing process until way later down the line. I didn't get a second monitor until just last weekend. <laughs> I was using just one monitor and then I was kind of projecting it over to my laptop. And then um, even on top of that, I just didn't have uh, a good camera to start with either. I just kind of had my phone and I had this webcam that really is not that good. It was good for streaming. Originally when I started this, I was aiming towards streaming and then I was kind of doing YouTube on the side. But Honestly, I like doing YouTube first and then streaming kind of comes second and I'm learning that process a little more too. It's two different skill sets that you have to manage in order to do those different types of things. But when it came to actually developing my setup and my equipment, I started with a very basic microphone that I'm still using right now. It is the, uh, you can see it on my YouTube channel. It is the Razer, uh, Keo is the camera and Siren X is the microphone. And the Razer Keo is a 1080p camera. Um, it's pretty standard. You have ones from Logitech too that are pretty much about the same. They're just as good. And then the uh, Razer Siren X is just a USB microphone with a condenser mic on it. And it's all right. It's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, you can tell me how it sounds. This is what I'm talking through at the moment, but it's something that I have and it's not um, on my desk. It is on an arm mount, which is another thing that I got later on down the line. I did used to have it on a little, it's called it a quote unquote shock mount, but it was just a little four inch little stand that sat on the desk and it picked up everything. If you even shuffled your arm on the desk, it picked that up and it said, oh, this has a built-in uh, sensor to keep things from uh, shocking the microphone and making everything sound bad. It's, nah, no, you heard every single bump, crack, creak, everything. <laughs> so I just kind of had to work things out with that. I had a super terrible setup recording off of my laptop on top of that, that I had been using for college for the past like five years. And I mean, it's, it was not good. It took me maybe three hours to render a 
like two minute video or a five minute video and it was just so so bad and in the recording process i was just using the software that was on my laptop and i was getting those videos out and the lighting situation was also kind of bad i didn't have a lot of good stands that i could use to um have that three-point lighting that you see in a lot of professional setups thankfully my fiance are already has a social media uh work that she does with her own things and she had a bunch of ring lights so i kind of just borrowed some of hers and now they're mainly mine. <laughs> Funny how that worked out. I buy a gift for your fiance that later down the line, they're just going to be gifts for you. So that's how I made that work. And the main thing that I had to understand was, yeah, things are just going to kind of look crappy. Your first videos are going to be your worst videos. And your first streams are going to be your worst streams. You have to learn these things over time. Nobody is just immediately amazing at streaming or amazing at YouTubing or amazing at doing podcasts. I'm probably going to look back on these podcasts and think, man, this was bad. <laughs> but it is what it is. You just have to kind of keep yourself motivated and keep cranking out those videos. And another thing that I had gotten out of that conference, well, not necessarily the conference, but from Sean Cannell himself, he had mentioned that the best way to start getting growth on your YouTube and to get to that 1,000 hour uh, or 1,000 subscriber, 4,000 hours within a year partnership mark is to just go ahead and crank out your first 100 videos. If you can crank out your first 100 videos or not even that, your first 30 videos, crank out your first 30 videos and then you will start to understand over time as you make video after video after video, how to optimize your settings, how to get your videos planned out a lot better, how to work with your software a lot better, and you'll get better over time. And everything will just start to flow into one. And then as you're doing that, you are building up a repertoire. That is my main thing that I want to let people understand is that YouTube is a long-term business. Streaming, a little bit different. Like I said, it's a whole different skill set. You have to work on your speaking skills. You have to work on your multitasking skills. When it comes to streaming, I would say that the equipment is a little bit more important because you need to be able to, like I said, multitask between playing a video game, you need to be able to stream the video game in the first time, and you need to be able to see your chat. And all the other stuff kind of takes more time when it comes to having like emotes and overlays and having these really fancy setups on your streams that make you stand out. But in the initial parts of learning how to stream you mainly need a camera you don't even really need a camera there are some streamers that are large and they don't even have a camera they just play the gameplay and they talk over it and people still come for that because they are providing some sort of entertaining feature that makes people want to stick stick around whether that be their personality or the games that they're playing or just anything that doesn't have to do with their face they just are providing that for people and when it came down to youtube i just made sure that i had what I needed to have in place for getting the videos out. And I was building up that repertoire. I was building up at least my message and I wanted people to know what I was about. And as I laid down the foundation of content and as I was making my videos, they're getting better over time. People can go back and see all of my information and, and see all of my videos that I had posted before. And then they can see as I'm evolving, I'm getting better and they know, hey, this person is somebody to follow. They're really serious about this. They're actually trying to better themselves over time. And one day this person is going to be large. And I would say that has attributed to a lot of my success with my YouTube channel. And I'm getting at a really steady subscriber rate over the past five days. I've had at least 5,000 views a day on my channel. And um, I'm just watching my analytics and they're just slowly starting to grow and they're slowly starting to grow. And in between all of that time where I'm focusing on putting out as good quality of content as I can in that moment, the 
videos in the background are already doing work for me. And when you have that one breakout video, I mentioned this last time, and maybe the uh, creating the mindset, uh, the creator mindset episode, or it was when I was interviewing somebody. But I mentioned that at some point one of your videos is going to just break out. You're not gonna understand why it broke out. You're not gonna understand what made the YouTube algorithm choose that one video, but you will have that happen. And what that's gonna do is you're gonna take those peaks where maybe things will just fall in the right place at the right time and you hit a really certain topic that's just going really uh, uh, viral at the moment. And that one video is going to draw eyes into your channel and then you have the repertoire, you have the backlog, you have a portfolio, and people can go and see your content and see that you are making those efforts to become a better YouTuber. And then you just start developing your style after that. Once you get down to a steady, consistent quality of your videos, you can focus more on developing your actual style of videos and how you want to present your information and how you can start uh, developing a better way to, what is the word that I'm looking for? interpret is a weaker term that i'm trying to find but interpret the information through uh your videos and making sure that you are presenting your knowledge or whatever you're trying to do in that video a lot more clearly to your audience because that's what it's all about it's just making sure that you're getting your message across to your audience whether that be through comedy whether that be through uh, having really good B-roll, or even if it's just from having a talking head podcast and you're just a lifestyle viewer or a YouTuber and people wanna come and hear you talk about your stories. And that's just all it is. It's just making sure you know who you are in the beginning, you start cranking out those videos, you build up a backlog, and then as people come through your channel and they start finding those breakout videos and there's always gonna be somebody that just randomly comes in on some different video in your journey and then they see what you have built up behind you and you're developing your skills all at the same time. It is a long-term game and it is not going to happen immediately. Some people it may happen immediately. To some people just may be popular and they're, they have all the right things in the right places. But if it doesn't work that way for you, do not get discouraged. Just take your time. It's all right. So moving on from that point, um, I had actually started to touch on this topic a little bit while I was discussing the fear of the gear. But um, when it comes down to interpreting your information that you have for your videos, what I recently started doing as well was I started making a PowerPoint for my videos. And this is just a way for me to process, process was the word that I was looking for earlier. It was a way for me to process the information that I had because it was a video that I was doing a review on. Um, I needed a way to process the information and figure out my talking points. See, I used to be a English tutor back in college and I assisted with all different levels of English. English was my best subject and I just, I love the English language. I like sitting here talking. I like writing papers. I like revising papers and making things sound as beautiful as possible. And my favorite, favorite thing to do was to write thesis statements and to write the closing statements. What is so important about a thesis statement? The thesis statement is your roadmap for your paper, right? You have your I think statement. I believe I started touching on this in another episode as well. But you have that I think that statement where it has your opinion that you're going to be discussing. You leave the I think that part in the, your head and then you write out everything that comes afterwards and then you start writing your points then you have boom 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 point one point two point three all in the same sentence and then that is your roadmap for your episode for your video for whatever you're doing so you expand on each one of those points for filling the content and then at the end you bring it all back together you bring all those thoughts in 
and you get that main message across to your audience. And that is just the, it's the best thing. It's so great. So I incorporated that into my uh, PowerPoint that I was doing. And I just, this wasn't some fancy PowerPoint with transitions and everything. I mean, guys, this is the most blank state that you could have on these pot or these uh, PowerPoints. So it's just, you know, standard font, standard backgrounds. And I was just filling in the information. Not only was I able to, by doing this, I was able to figure out the title of my video. Through making the title of my video, I was able to figure out what I wanted to do for the thumbnail. And this is all on the first page of the PowerPoint. I was able to figure out what thumbnail I wanted because I was just thinking of processing that information differently. Usually I used to write it down on a piece of paper and now I'm actually taking it and I'm applying it to something digital. And that's kind of what's helping me understand my content. So I went from that point and then I started just filling in my intro, how I was gonna start the video off. And then the next thing you know, I'm writing a script. I don't even write scripts. I never liked writing scripts, but I was writing a script the way that I liked to speak instead of writing it like it was a paper. So that's what kind of helped me understand how to get my points across without getting too monotone and without getting too focused on just cranking out information as much as possible into people's brains because people don't want to be lectured. You got to remember that too. People don't want to be lectured. People want to be entertained. So I had to sit there and think, how am I going to present this information and be entertaining all at the same time? So as I'm writing these little points out and as I'm figuring out my little bulleted points where it was the most important information, I was just going to let some of my normal commentary just fill in the blanks. But I'm developing a script. I'm developing my points of interest from my, from my thesis statement, quote unquote. And then at the very end, I just went ahead and wrote out my closing statements. And it helped just in my head bring the entire video together from start to finish. So you know what that translated to? That translated to having a lot less stuttering during the video when I was recording, a lot less mistakes in what I was showing, and better video planning. So I had better B-roll that I planned for it. I had better uh, talking head points that I planned for it. And I was able to think of some ideas for editing purposes on how to make some of those video clips seem a lot more interesting. So that was all just from writing a quick little PowerPoint that I deleted right after the video was done. And just like that, my video had increased in quality by a lot just by me doing that so there's different things that are more important than just the gear that you're working with than just the physical hardware that you have and you know what I did too I'd recorded it all off of my phone <laughs> that's the crazy part I recorded that entire video off of my cell phone for my it's the best camera that I have I can only record in 10 minute segments yes that kind of sucks but another thing that I had done to kind of help that because I have to use the uh, rear-facing camera so I can't see myself on the camera and I can't see when the timer runs out especially when I get really long-winded so what I did with it is I took my phone and I posted it up where I normally post it up I let it run at the same time I have my recording software you can this is free software everybody you can use OBS or you can use Streamlabs OBS whichever one and just start recording like you're recording gameplay. And I had my microphone, my USB microphone running at the same time. I was actually using Adobe Audition, but I'll get into that later. I was running my recording uh, microphone and I was running my camera at the same time. So you know what happens is if I do get long winded, I'm getting my thoughts and I'm getting everything recorded through my microphone as a backup. 
Plus, I also have better audio from that, but that's just another thing that I'll get into later. But I was running that and I had a backup plan for if I did run out of that video footage and it did cut out at that 10 minute mark, I had something that was continuing on and I was getting those points out and then I can just come back in editing later and go ahead and fill that with some sort of B-roll. And just for some of the new people that are uh, not catching up with what I'm saying here when it comes to A-roll and B-roll, A-roll is your main your main talking head points of the video where you are in front of the camera or the most important parts of the camera that you're you're working with in your video. So if you're doing like a review, some of your A-roll may be just you holding the actual product, you working with the product. And then some of your B-roll would probably be like maybe some slow pans of the product and a really nice setting or just some uh, maybe clips of you working with the product in a casual setting to kind of help demonstrate the talking point that you're, you're discussing about the product. And um, once you really understand how to make good B-roll, your main camera doesn't even matter. You could even fill B-roll with like video game trailers or you can fill B-roll with some uh, gameplay that you recorded. If you're a streamer, you don't have to have your camera up all the time. You can use whatever you need to fill that empty void of video space as long as you can express your points clearly and you can get out your thoughts to whoever your audience is. They will accept whatever B-roll that you have up there. There are a lot of times, how many times, I'll ask you this too. How many times do you have a YouTube video up or you have a stream up and you're not even looking at it? You're just listening to it, right? Same thing with a podcast. A podcast is just a video. It's just no out. It's just nothing that you're visually focusing on. It's something that you can have running in the background because your audio is the most important thing. And that is something that if anybody wants to invest in this kind of work and content creation as a whole, figure out how to work with your audio in the best way possible. Now, Revolving back to the fear of the gear, do I need to have a really expensive mic to get started? Absolutely not. This mic that I have, it's about $100. That's pretty hefty on price, but there are a lot cheaper setups that you can get. There are a lot of cheaper USB mics that you can get around $50, maybe $20, but you got to remember too, you get what you pay for and you just got to know how to kind of work with your audio in a way and edit your audio in a way to where a lot of your weaknesses are masked. So that could be running some background music over your audio to kind of help take the focus off of the echo in the background. I'm calling myself out right now because that's probably what you're going to hear whenever I'm talking a little too loudly. And then it starts picking up a lot more of the room sounds as I'm speaking into the microphone. But that's something that I do in my videos is I just hide it with some low background music, not overcasting the music to where you guys can't hear me, just something in the background that is really subliminal and it's just keeping your your thoughts steady on what I'm saying without really focusing on how I'm saying it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? So you have to figure out some audio tricks that will help make your quality go up. But another thing that I did when I was starting out is I was using a, a shirt microphone, basically the ones that clip onto your collar. They make those to where they can plug right into your phone. They even make the mics that plug into your phone and they are pointed towards you. Uh, I forgot the type of the name of those microphones. They're not condenser microphones. They're more like the ones that you see at a stage uh, whenever the singers are singing directly into the top of them. But they make those that they plug into your auxiliary port on your phone and then you clip it on your phone and it has like a little sound um, muffler or uh kind of like the little foam pieces that go on top of the microphone so that way it doesn't pick up all that excess noise as well. And they make those that go into your phone and you'll have a better audio input than what your phone speaker can pick up. But guess what? 
even some videos I record off of my phone and I just use the audio from the phone too because those are built to have good audio. They are built to talk to other people. It's a cell phone, right? So you already have a decent microphone right in front of your face. And once again, if you have good content and you have good talking points, people will not care what you put in front of them as long as you are providing them with that entertainment and that service that they are looking for. They will accept just about anything as long as you don't have like some screeching wombat in the background of your audio, you should be all right. So I just want everybody to keep that in mind whenever you're making your content that the gear isn't always what's gonna hold you back. And as you go through your upgrade pass, make sure you're picking things up that you know are going to help increase your content and quality, and that will help you with your creative process. If it does not optimize any of those two things, then do not upgrade that route. Make sure you just focus on what you need first, because you don't want to start getting into, oh, this person has this, this looks beautiful, I want to go ahead and have this in my setup too, and then you never use it. I never used this microphone before I started getting really, really into my stuff either. It's kind of crazy. And you just sit there and think, oh my God, I wasted all this money on all this equipment. I have no idea how to use it. I have no idea how to optimize it. I'm still gonna use the stuff that I'm familiar with. That's fine. As long as you can figure it out later down the road and come back to it and make it worth your while. But just know if you're in a situation where you kinda don't know what you wanna do and you kinda wanna get into it, you kinda don't, your foot's kinda halfway through the door, then don't go investing into a whole bunch of expensive equipment. You don't need that. You have everything you need right in front of you by just having a cell phone. And you guys can do this. Trust me. I believe in you. I know 100% that you can do this. Now, the only thing that I would mention as a absolute benefit that I had from the get-go was I invested in editing software. And that was by going through the Adobe Creative Cloud, which is very pricey. I will not lie to you. It is probably about 640 bucks at the end of the year when you get through all of those monthly payments. It is so expensive. It does have a student subscription where it cuts the price in half. So, and thank God I was able to get that, <laughs> but you can get that subscription and it'll cut the price in half. And then what it gives you access to is, um, editing programs like Adobe Audition, what they use for music, what they use for audio or podcasts like I'm doing right now. You also have Premiere Pro, which is one of the best video editors, um, Adobe Photoshop. So, you know, making your custom thumbnails, learning how to make assets for your videos as well. And then even things like After Effects, Lightroom, um, the Media Encoder, which is what I use to uh, render all of my videos and make sure everything comes out the way I want them to. And it gives you access to every last bit of that, a bunch of stock images and a bunch of stock templates for that you can use for your videos. So it is definitely something worth knowing about. And once you start to learn how to use those software uh, and those programs, then you can use those things to mask some of your weaknesses. Like I said, if you have fear of the gear and you have some of the weaker um, equipment and you are lacking in some areas, you have a room that doesn't sound so good. Once you learn how to work with addition, you can edit out your audio. You can take out some of those high peaks that are really um, kind of bad and they turn off people from your videos or you can work out that echo or you can add some background music into it that can help mask it. You have bad video quality. You can learn how to add in a lot of edits to your videos that'll make them look a lot better or you can add better B-roll in there so that way you could just talk over the B-roll and not have to focus on having your camera up all the time. So Remember all of that whenever you're getting into uh, starting your content creation journeys. And I just, like I said, 
wanted to get that out to you guys. It was a really good thought that I was uh, having over the weekend, and I just wanted to discuss it with y'all and make sure that I was leading y'all in the right direction, especially from my experiences and from what I've gone through. So, so I wanted to thank you guys for spending the time with me that you did today. And just remember that the dashboard is also a YouTube channel. So I do do a lot of my gaming news on my YouTube channel. So that way I have more visuals up, but I will have another guest on here for you guys next week. And we'll be discussing more things about their journeys with content creation. And if you ever want to get a hold of me, the best place to do it is on my Twitter at king underscore cryptic and i will have links to all of that in my show notes below i also have a discord set up now so i have a place where all of us can come together and just kind of talk and have some creator chat and maybe you guys can introduce yourselves to other people and i do promote other people's streams in my discord i do have it set up to where it'll automatically post to whoever's in my discord in my community um i do try to talk with people one-on-one -on, -one on their videos whenever they post them and try to give them some tips there too so if you guys are interested that will also be in the show notes down below and as always whenever you're looking for gaming news reviews or interviews and discussions like this make sure you check your dashboard first thank you all for coming